As our children grew up and into their own jobs and families, we've lived on a farm several miles from Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's a wonderful place to get away each evening with its pond, the deer grazing in the evening pasture, and a couple of horses and some chickens. We enjoy log home living and fires in the fireplace as we settle in for the night at the edge of a beautiful forest and open fields. Years ago, I would start for the city and for work and need to stop for gas before getting on the interstate. There was only one place available at the time, Melton Hill Dam Grocery. Just an old fill-it-up gas station and inside a run-down and unused eating facility. Cold and dank, the expressionless people inside its musty walls would take my payment, no smile, no acknowledgement, and after paying, I would hurry back through the dust on the floors and out the old door to my car and onto a more personable and life-giving part of our country. I really didn't like stopping there, and I avoided it as much as possible. That is until one day an old couple in their late 60s moved a Winnebago next to this market and at 5.30 a.m. opened up the old gas station and began serving whoever would enter. Later, I discovered that they had owned an old diner in a small city nearby and they had owned it for years before retirement and then had decided to do it one more time at this old gas station. I remember the first time I met the lady there. I had forgotten to fill up in the city, and I had to stop there on my way to my office. And as usual, I hurriedly opened the old screen door and walked to the register, really didn't even look up, left my payment, and hurried back to the safety of the outside. When I heard yelled out behind me with a loud, real, and positive tone of welcoming and goodbye, these words, Y'all come on back now. It's good to see your face. And as I got back in and started the car, pulling out onto the road and down to the interstate entrance, the words kept coming back to me. Y'all, come on back now. It's good to see your face. It's good to see my face. It's good to see my face. And as the weeks passed, this older couple began serving breakfast and then lunch. And later, there were so many cars and tractor-trailer trucks that it actually became difficult to find a parking place. The inside was bustling with energy and laughter and the smell of food. They were doing a ton of business from people stopping or coming from the government plants nearby for lunch. These cars had, in the past, always been traveling by, but previous people running this place had not enjoyed any repeat business. They didn't get up at 5.30 a.m., didn't open the diner, and didn't greet people in the way that I had been greeted. The sales and profits at this nondescript gas station tripled and quadrupled. <laughs> Why? It was the same place. Not much had changed in the physical nature of the inside except for one thing. And it was this one thing, this main thing that had changed. The people. All that had changed was the people. And that changed the lighting, the environment, the chatter, the greetings. The energy, the results. Customer visits exploded. Parking became a problem. Food was consumed. Laughter increased and joy entered Melton Hill Dam Market. And it's the same in sports or in a family or for a sales team. Change the leaders. Change the parents. Change those that run the place and everything changes. 
People are either attracted to or repelled by the products, the services, because of the people. Their attitudes make all the difference. Viktor Frankl, after surviving in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany, wrote this in his book later, Man's Search for Meaning. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. I've seen sports teams change because the leaders were fired and the ones who were hired brought new attitudes to the same players. And immediately, they began to win. Players who had lost hope and desire under the previous coaches were transformed by the certainty of direction and the honest, hard-working direction of the new coaches. Concern for the players and their improvement and their ability to win ballgames. A few years ago, Jesse, a close friend of mine, was asked to take over a cellular market of stores in northern Indiana. He had done so well in southern Indiana that the regional director thought he would make a difference there. When Jesse arrived, he realized that the talent was better than that of the top stores in the south where he came from, but they were underperforming by thousands of dollars a month. Jesse spent a week just doing personal interviews with each salesperson, getting to know them as people, their frustrations, their desires and goals. Jesse then went to work with these people with standards of behavior and results, clear expectations, and a belief in their eventual success for their benefit and that of the customer. Within three months, the same people began producing at a level that took them 200 positions up the chart to number one in the nation out of 300 sales teams. 90 days. All that changed was the leader. Years ago, I had a leader I admired tell me to my face that I was not behaving in a way that was consistent with my beliefs that I was a negative and prideful impact upon the culture that she led. I remember her words searing my heart and kindling a desire to change. You know why? Because I respected her. And I did change. And the next year, I worked to depress my arrogance and create a positive impact on those around me. She had admired my talent and hated my attitude. Why do I tell you this? If the problem is you... Your attitudes and beliefs, you can change them. You can work to serve those you lead with clear expectations, respect for them as persons, and belief in their capacity to change and achieve sales goals. You can work to help them increase their incomes and their lives as professional salespeople. When you make that change, some will go with you. Some may not want to believe in the new you and will turn over. But at the end of the day, the culture will improve for those on the team and for those who join. You and those you lead will rise up the charts, bring outstanding service to those you sell, and become a purpose-driven team of people who enjoy winning and bringing great products and services to people. Get started now. 
Decide the new values and beliefs you will embrace with a passion. When you do, you will portray new attitudes for the benefit of those you will lead and the customers you will help. You can do this. It isn't talent. It isn't the attitudes of those that lead you. Let me go back to it isn't talent. Talent's overrated. It's your freedom to choose the winning and positive attitudes that will be the right ones in any given set of circumstances. To choose your way to serve the people you influence. You can be results-focused. You can lead with humility. You can work hard for the benefit of others. You can be fair. You can be positive. You can believe in the people you lead until they show that you can't believe in them. You can be clear about the standards you want met. You can desire to win through the wins of those you lead. These are all attitudes, and you can change them. You can transform this year. Start with your own checkup from the heart up. Do this now and let me know what happens in the next 90 days. And remember this, I know you have what it takes for better leadership in the year ahead.